Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this drone out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. In the search, you type in the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Boom, you're in there. Thank you for tuning in. Good to be back. Want to thank the great Jesse Dallas Childs from FabulistaCookies.com and the homie P Dub for coming on the show last week. That was a lot of fun. Man, it's good to be back. Love being behind the microphone. Love doing this little old podcast of mine. It's picking up a little steam. Uh, we are now on in 37 countries. So we jumped another 15 since the last time I checked. You know, I was, oh, we're in 22. Nah, we're in 37 now. So, you know, hometown boy done made good. Done did good, all right? So pretty happy about that, pretty hyped about that. You can hear a little excitement in my voice because I love coming on and doing this podcast. And I got to say, <laughs> when are we going to have some shepherds instead of sheep around here, okay? First of all, it was the Instagram, Facebook I do not allow you to use my images and my pictures against my will. Man, you know what? Y'all sheep. Y'all are sheep. Because you gave that right up. You said when you signed up to be on social media, I'm not, you know, I'm allowing you to use any of my pictures, any of my images, blah, 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 blah. But instead, we're just so happy to get the account. We just click OK and we read everything. So we moved from that phenomenon to... Chicken sandwiches? Are you people serious, man? Are y'all serious? Chicken freaking sandwiches. There's people lining up for an hour, two hours, three hours, driving across town, driving across the county, standing in line, wanting to fight employees because they can't get a spicy chicken sandwich from a little guy with big forearms that eats spinach to get strong. Y'all gotta be kidding me with this, man. Seriously. I get it. The winners here are Chick-fil-A and Popeye's chicken because they see y'all going back and forth, forth and back, back and forth, forth and back. You know, you're doing the advertising for them. Y'all going up in here, and I'm seeing everybody on uh, on Instagram, and I see everybody on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, everywhere, lining up for hours, hours, hours to eat chicken sandwiches. Seriously, man, like, who has that kind of time to sit in line and say, you know, I really have a hankering for some chicken sandwiches. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stand in this here line and I'm going to eat some damn chicken sandwiches. And we're going to enjoy it as a family and we're going to wait in this line. Man, let me tell you all something. It's the summertime. It's almost fall. Kids are going back to school. I can think of a better way to spend three hours of my freaking day than sitting in line and eating chicken sandwiches that I hear are 50-50. Some say it's good, some say it's not. Now, don't mind me. I love to eat 
It's obvious. I'm a big dude. I love to get down when it comes to food. I love to cook. I love to eat. I love to throw down in the kitchen. I love to eat from something that came from the kitchen. It's obvious, okay? I love to go out to eat. I love eating out. I love restaurants. I love chicken. Yes, I do. And if you want to say I'm perpetuating the stereotype, shut up. Everyone loves chicken, damn it. Everyone likes fried chicken. But here's the thing. I, I, you know, I do want to try this chicken sandwich because, not because of the hype, because I want to try something new. I do like Popeyes. I do like Chick-fil-A. I actually love Chick-fil-A. I think their food is great. I don't care. Oh, well, why are you eating that stuff, man? They, they, they pay for this person or they vote for Man, I don't give a damn. If you make good food, you make good food. All y'all talking that trash, but y'all wearing Nikes. And that's made by little Cambodian kids, okay? So shut up with your stupid fake protests on everything, okay? Stupid. It's just so stupid. What's more stupid is people standing in line for three hours to eat a Popeye's. You can be out there with your kids at the park having a good time. You can go swimming. You can go to the club. You can go golfing. You can play basketball. You can go to the beach. You can go to the library. You can go wherever the hell else you want for three hours. Anywhere in the world for three hours. And be more conducive with your time. Call your friends. Go have dinner at a place or, or lunch. Where there's no three-hour wait for some $5 piece of chicken sandwich. Now, it's great marketing. It's great marketing. You know, you get these people to, you know, feel like they're missing out on something. This is brilliant marketing by both Chick-fil-A and by Popeye. Popeye's chicken, whatever. I think it's brilliant. But y'all are looking really stupid out here. Really stupid out here. Fighting employees because they ran out of chicken and if you know the supply and demand is really high Popeyes why the hell are you running out of food seriously let's see you serve chicken dry ass biscuits that if you eat three without water you can die facts I ate two and I need to be uh, brought back to life because I didn't have water you serve red beans and rice which I think are underratedly phenomenal Love your red beans and rice. I think y'all make coleslaw, maybe corn on the cob. But the main thing you make is chicken. So how the hell do you run out of chicken? I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't make no damn sense. But what makes less sense to me is fools sitting in line trying to order some damn chicken sandwiches and waiting three hours for them. Lines are around the block. I was down driving through L.A. the other day through um, like South Central L.A., uh, there's a Popeye's down that way. There's a line around the block. Around the block. I didn't understand that. Like, really? For a damn chicken sandwich? Like, what I thought was brilliant, and I saw this, I don't know what state it was in, maybe Georgia, but I thought it was brilliant that this young, this young African-American male went around and said, well, if y'all going to stand in line and wait for chicken, why don't y'all stand in line and vote? And he made sure that the, all the people standing there were registered voters. And if they weren't, he made sure they were registered. He made use of a good time on other people's expense because they weren't thinking about that. They were thinking about getting that lovely, delicious, yummy chicken sandwich that when you get to the front of the line, they're probably out of. It's ridiculous what people do nowadays. Uh, the, the, the way it, the, the, keeping up with the Joneses is just terrible. Oh well, uh, you know, so and so got it. I gotta, I gotta get it. Oh man, well if they they trying, it must be good. I'm gonna try it. Look, I get it. Everybody wants to be the first in everything. Like nowadays, with 
you know, radio and TV, these young pups want to be the first one to break a story. They don't check the facts. They don't check if there's three to five sources. They want to be the first one. And they usually end up looking stupid. So why go through all this craziness for a chicken freaking sandwich? I don't understand it. It, it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, what does make sense and what I think is brilliant is, like I said earlier, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's Chicken are the big winners. They got celebrities. They got rappers. They got singers. They got actors. They got you, you, the consumer, to advertise for free going on there making comparison videos like, Hey, this is Chick-fil-A. I'm going to take a bite. Mm, this is good. Oh, well, this is Popeye's. Let me take a bite. Oh, this is good. Well, I think out of the both of man, you're making your own videos, and Popeye's uh, marketing and Chick-fil-A marketing just sitting back like, <laughs> we just made 20. We say, we, we say $22 million from what I read. $22 million in ad revenue that they made sure they didn't have to pay because they got free advertising from all the sheep. I'm going to tell you all right now, yes, I did have a spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich the other day. Not because I wanted to try it, because it's my favorite thing to eat, and I went there. I don't go to Popeye's on the regular, I'll be honest. If I do, I'll get some red beans and rice, one of them dry-ass biscuits, and uh, some chicken strips. Because their chicken is subpar, their chicken strips are phenomenal, but the red beans and rice are very underrated. And everyone can take a, take a you know page... <laughs> from their playbook and, and learn the, the art of marketing. I think it's brilliant how they pulled this off. But I, I, I really feel bad for people. They're looking stupid out here, just acting a fool over some damn chicken sandwiches. I just don't think it's right, and I think it's bad. It's just stupid. It looks bad for you as a consumer that you're jumping over counters, jumping through drive through windows, mad as hell because you can't get a chicken sandwich you waited three hours in line for. You should have known by the third hour or the you know, two and a half hour mark, they're probably out of stuff already because people are probably buying 10 to 15 of them and then they're going to go and give it to their friends, give it to their family, maybe even sell them double, triple the price. Just say, hey, at least I got the chicken sandwiches you've been looking for. I know you want to try them and people will buy it because they want to feel a part of something. That's the whole thing about marketing. You want to feel a part of something. If you're able to be in the know like everybody else, then you feel like you're a part of something. That's all people want to do. They're playing off a natural human action and it's ridiculous. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Man, I'm sorry. I, I got worked up over, over that. I just, I've got tired of seeing all these idiots fighting over chicken sandwiches. It's just so stupid. I mean, as a businessman, if it was my business, I think it would be great. You know, oh man, I'm saving money in advertising people. You know, we, we have a product that everybody wants and they're going crazy after. And yeah, I get it. So... Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I want to hit on some small businesses. And uh, this particular portion of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by FabulistaCookies.com. Go to FabulistaCookies.com to get all of your cookie needs. They have brownies. They have cookies. They have crispy rice treats and different varieties of all kinds of delicious cookies. There's subscriptions. I got the three-month subscription from Jesse. I made sure I paid her because I ain't, I'm not going to hock a product on here if I don't use it. I, I've done skincare products. Shout out to the home grocery. I've done cookies. 
Curtis King, he's been on here. I'm a member of his uh, Curtis King TV. So I don't talk about products that I don't believe in. So go to FabulousToCookies.com. Talk to Jesse. Let her know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. She is the official cookie of the Big Brother Jake podcast. So there's that. And speaking of small businesses and podcasts and albums and things of that nature, I had somebody that uh, they're trying to develop a podcast right now. And they just started. Um, they didn't want me to say their names just yet because they're still working on some things. But in their inner circle, they noticed that they're not getting a lot of love. So, you know, they did an experiment. They posted some kind of trash talk on a celebrity, and they got about 113 likes. And then they retweeted or re reposted another, like, celebrity-driven um, Instagram post, and that got, like, 84 likes. And then on three different occasions, they said, well, if we can get that many likes, let's go ahead and try to pump our podcast and pump our um, online show. And they got about 17 likes the first time, eight likes the second time, six likes the third time. And they got discouraged. They're like, yo, Jake, how is it that we could post celebrity stuff on Instagram and get like over 100 and some likes but, like, we can't even get people that know us, love us, listen to us to even like a, a, a post that we do. And I had to break it down for them. And I'll break it down for the listeners out here right now. It's this simple. You'll have best friends that will listen to you and won't like your statuses, won't like your posts about your podcast, things of that nature. You won't get the likes. I'm sorry. This is how this works. When people see you starting out, you're just like them. You guys are friends. You guys are homies. It's this and that. They know you as you. They don't know you as blah, 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 the hardcore podcaster that, that's edgy and wild and funny. They're just seeing you as a friend that talks on a microphone. So chances are you won't get any kind of likes from the people you know. You know, I'm not calling anybody out that I know and love, but I'll post something from my podcast and all my best friends won't like it. My mom won't like it. My sister won't like it because it's just Jake that's doing his podcast. But you're not marketing or trying to market to your best friends or you're not trying to market to your family because your family is your family, your friends are your friends. They're either going to, they may give you a pity like or a pity comment like, hey, you know, I love what you're doing, keep it up. But you're not marketing to them and they're not trying to be marketed to from you. They may listen, they may not, but that's not who your target audience is, okay? When you're starting out, you're trying to get strangers, that's why... I will hashtag the hell out of different countries or whatever I'm talking about on the post that's regarding my podcast. I'll make sure I'm catering to that audience that I'm hashtagging. Sometimes you'll, you know, do a little something, something for your friends and say their name on the podcast. If they listen, cool. If they don't, it's, it's going to happen. But I had to tell this person, I said, look, podcast starting, starting off is hard. I think my first listen or my first podcast, October 1st of 2018, I had 17 listens in a week. 
And it was hard. And some of those were like pity listens, I know, from like people that I care about. But I didn't let it discourage me. I kept moving, kept going, kept promoting, making videos, making promos, you know, making memes, using the popular memes and spend a little money to get stuff like, you know, you can use Canva or you could use, you know, some of these other particular um, apps where you can like make these nice posts and market yourself. But you should not get discouraged because friends and families, family members won't click like or comment on any of your posts regarding you or your podcast because people, they just don't. People close to you will not like your status. But this person was so distraught by that. And I felt bad. And I said, listen, what are you doing this for? They said they wanted to do a podcast. I said, okay, that's what you're doing it for because you want to do it. Who are you trying to reach? Do you want to be famous off this? Is this a hobby? What is it? No, I want to I want to make a name for myself off of this. I said then you're not you shouldn't try to cater to your friends and your family. They're not going to like your statuses. They're not going to like your posts. They're not going to do anything. You'll be lucky if they listen. Like out of my inner circle, I think 3 people have listened to every single podcast. And that's just my friends and family. And no, they don't like every status or every post about my podcast. So this is what I'm saying to all you podcasters out there. I'm not successful. Yes, I've been um, downloaded, streamed in 37 countries. I enjoyed a lot of success on terrestrial radio, working for Fox Sports Radio on the Ben Maller Show, Jim Daniels Show, Stephen A. Smith Show, you know, whomever. Rob Dibble and Amy Van Dyke and I worked on all those shows. And yes, I got to talk and I got to do, you know, little bits, you know, um, Out of Bounds with James, uh, James uh, <laughs> J-Dub, James Washington, and uh, <laughs> Craig Sheeman. I'm drawing blanks because I've worked on literally about 45 radio shows. And I'm trying to remember everybody. And I had a good time on all of them. JT the Brick with Tom Looney. And Tom Looney will be a guest on here. For all you sports fans, Tom Looney will be a guest on the Big Brother Jake podcast real soon. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, get our logistics together. That is one hell of a man. He's fun. He's fun to be around. He knows radio inside and out. And he knows Hollywood inside and out. And you'll have a good time listening to him. So that's a plug for an upcoming Big Brother Jake podcast. But that's the thing. You know, other people, you know, get discouraged because, oh, man, I don't think I can carry a whole show by myself and I need a co-host. Hey, there's no shame in getting a guest. When I don't think I got things, you know, wrapped up tight, I'll hit up the homie Peter. You know, I'll hit up a, a guest I haven't had on in a while. You know, I will do something to be different and, and, and change it up and bounce ideas off of. So, you, you know, for those that are trying to do a podcast, you can do one. You could do one. It's not hard. You just got to spend a little bit of money. You got to be engaging. You can know everything there is to know about stats and fantasy football and all this great stuff. But if you don't convey it in an entertaining manner, no one's going to listen to you. Not saying that I'm not, you know, that I'm entertaining and I'm all that and I know everything about podcasting. Obviously, I don't. I can't even crack the top 200 in iTunes. It's fact. Maybe I just need better marketing. Maybe I need to learn how to do it. That's fine. But that's not my goal forever. Eventually, I know this thing will be big and bad and we're going to make, make waves and things are going to happen. It will take off one day. I know it will. But the main thing is you got to be true to yourself, podcasters, and small, you know, this goes for music too. There's people that have done music and they're like, man, nobody's like liking my statuses. Nobody's retweeting or, re or sharing my post on my brand new song. Look, dude, I put out six albums. I put out six albums combined, maybe 5,000 downloads, maybe combined. 
not made, I haven't even made a lot of money off it. I don't do music for the money. I do it for the love. And uh, that's how it is. It sucks. The people that you love and care about and that care about you are not going to like your statuses. They're not going to share your, your statuses and your tweets and your posts. They're not going to. So this person finally got it. And they, they were like, okay, maybe they're just tired of me talking. you know. But it was, it was pretty simple. And this goes to everyone out there that, 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 that's contemplating this and want to do this. If you're down to do your podcast, if you're down to do your album, if you're down to do your YouTube show, you know, your online show, if you're down to do a small business, people aren't going to give you the love you think they're going to give you. So you're going to work nine times as hard and you're going to have to do, dig deep and, and, and hope the strangers like you. Because your love, your admiration, your likes, your reshares, retweets are not going to come from your family and friends. You'll be lucky if they listen to your album. You'll be lucky if they listen to your podcast. You'll be lucky if they even promote you. Because they just see you as blah, blah, blah that I grew up with. Or blah, blah, blah that I'm friends with right now. It's fact. It sucks, but it's reality. And, and, and I told my friend that, my friend, they're like, okay, that makes sense. So now they're grinding, they're starting to get their numbers up and things are going to happen. And I'm going to have them on my podcast to promote theirs and vice versa. But this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm trying to tell all you up and coming podcasters. You know, I've been in the business 19 years of broadcasting. So I do this for fun. I, you know, one day I would love to see my name and Big Brother Jake and Big Lights and doing big shows and getting downloads and getting big name celebrities to come on. You know, I, I've done okay considering, you know, I, don't, I, I get a you know, few hundred listeners or at, at, at sometimes a thousand if I'm lucky. It's humbling when you get that to happen, but you keep grinding. But you don't do it for anybody but yourself. Stay true to yourself. Be happy with what you're doing and be genuine, and people will see that. Now, people know I'm not going to talk politics. Y'all know I'm not going to try and you know, act like I know what I'm talking about if it's Trump or whoever the hell's in office. I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on because I don't keep up with it like that. Plus, I keep this show as an escape from that. So let it be known. You got a small business you're trying to get out there. Everlistacookies.com. Small businesses like FiveNorthBolt.com. By the way, San Diego listeners, if you're looking to go to the game September 8th, you want a comfortable ride, you want a party, you want to have some drinks, you want to have some gourmet cookies from FiveNorthBolt.com, you want to do all that, jump on Five North Bolt. Go to FiveNorthBolt.com and go check out the ticket information. Colts game, September 8th, first game, bus is almost packed, few seats limited, jump on board. Jump on board. That was brought to you by Five North Bolt. Yes, this part of the segment. <laughs> Got to plug it because that's an employee. Employer, I should say. Anyway, so do your thing. Don't be discouraged by people that are your friends or family and they're not checking for you or hitting like or whatever on your post. They're not going to. Work hard. Grind. Keep true to yourself and be happy and have a good damn time when you're doing your podcast or your album or your online show or your small business. And don't worry about the people close to you. You will get the love from the strangers first, then everybody else will follow. It's fact. Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. All right, y'all, we're switching gears. I'm going to do something that I don't normally do, but I make my living off it, um, sports. I want to talk about 
former Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck announced on Sunday, this past Sunday, which would be, what's today, the 26th as we record, so the 25th, he announced to the world that he was retiring at age 29 because he's often injured and the rehab process has really taken the fun away of playing football. Also, him playing football at a high level, getting pounded every week because his offensive line was trash most of his career, running for his life on every play, led to a lot of injuries, and it just wasn't fun for him no more. So he walked away from millions of dollars. Like I think he signed a contract for like $84 million or something like that and walked away with like, I don't know, 56 of it. Made a great living off it. Dude played at Stanford. He's smart. He got his degree in, I believe, um, engineering. So he's not a dumb guy. And a lot of people, especially Colt fans, are giving him a hard time because he retired. And this is what I've noticed working with athletes, okay? I worked with a lot of former and current athletes in all sports, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey, NASCAR, you name it, I've done it. Extreme sports, I've worked with all these guys. I've been around these guys, and a lot of them, especially NFL players, these big dudes, you know, I've worked with like Lincoln Kennedy and, and, and Brian Cox and a lot of Derek Deese, a lot of these guys, you know, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, quarterbacks, you know, Joey Harrington, all of them. And a lot of them, they, when they get out of chairs, it's like a task. Like, they're in pain. These guys, NFL players, man, people dehumanize them because, oh, that's my team. Oh, you know, that guy sucks. You know, you give an analysis from the couch. Man, that guy's terrible. I could throw better than that. I could have got you three points. You know, come on, man. Look, I've seen these guys in person. These NBA players are tall. These NFL players are massive. I'm big dude. I'm 5'10", maybe three bills. I'm like 290. I'm chump change compared to all these cats. You know, I'm, I'm feeling like, man, I'm a big dude. Man, I'm not that big compared to all these other guys. But they go through a lot. And they give their heart, soul, and all of their body to the game they love. And Andrew Luck did the same thing. This dude's 29 years old and is often hurt, often in rehab, and instead of being selfish to his family that he loves and cherishes so much, and the self-love he has that he doesn't want to end up, you know, just like how everybody else is with CTE and all that other stuff in the NFL, decided instead of trying to go through uh, through rehab one more time that he's retiring while he can maintain all his faculties and whatnot. And I've seen both sides of him being defended, and I've seen a lot of people saying, it's stupid that you're doing that. Most of the NFL players are on his side. It's most of these idiotic fans that are sitting way up there in the, in the, in the nosebleeds or on their couch playing fantasy football talking about, oh, man, you just chickened it. You chickened out, man. You're a wuss, man. can't believe you're retiring. I can't believe blah, 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 blah. Listen, man. Unless you know what it's like to take a hit from an NFL player, I did it. I did it. The great Raider legend, Bob Golick, I used to work with him. 
And I was pretty stupid at the time. I didn't have any kids. And I said, man, I want to line up against you. I'll sign any waiver you want. I will not sue you. I want to see what it's like to go against an NFL player. He said, son, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go as hard as I can. I'm going to knock snot bubbles into you. I'm like, man, I ain't scared of you, fool. I'm from San Bernardino, California, man. 92404, I ain't scared of nobody. We line up in the studio. Hup. Oh. I couldn't get up, man. It hurt. It hurt really freaking bad. Like, I experienced, not even on a football field, what it's like to line up against Somebody that's six foot six, 350 pounds coming at you full force. Because I wanted to feel what it's like. And it still doesn't equate to what it would have been like on the field. I'm sure he still took it easy on me. But I was in pain for seven days straight. But we got these cats over here talking about, oh, I can't believe Andrew Luck is retiring at 29. Man, he sucks. Burning jerseys and calling him a wuss. Booing him as he left the preseason game. Let me tell y'all something, man. I think this is the smartest move this man did. You know, fine. He left a Super Bowl contender. These cats were playing well, and they could have went to the Super Bowl. But the problem with fans is fans dehumanize these players. These players are just like you and I. They got families. They 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 go grocery shopping. They 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 go out with their kids. They want to live a normal life like everybody else, man. And they sacrifice more than anybody else has to make sure the team you love that they're playing their asses off in order to you know make the fans happy. Of course, they got love of the game, so of course it, it, it's in them to want to play hard. But these fans that are sitting up there in, in, in the stands, you know, bellies bigger than mine, 400 pounds. So, oh, man, he sucks. I can't believe he's giving up the game. Let me tell y'all something. If you were going through a lot of crap at your, let's say, I don't know, machinist job, and you got injured from your machinist job, you hurt your shoulder, you hurt your knee, your back is messed up because you're lifting heavy equipment. But... With each injury and each rehab, you're getting worse and worse and worse and worse and more worse or worser. Man, I'll just make up names as I go along. You will not stay. You, that's not like Bill Cosby. <laughs> you will not be the same. All right? You are not going to sit there and put up with it. And don't tell me, oh, well, they get paid a lot. So No, 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 no. If the doctors are telling you you're doing further damage, eventually you're not going to be able to do anything with your grandkids, great-great-grandkids, your kids. Like, you, you just go through it and you're, you're breaking down physically. Eventually you find a way to walk away, try to retrain, you know, get a new um, vocation, you know, get some training, go back to school, whatever it is, you know, whatever the case may be. That's the reality. But because a quarterback that's made millions and millions and millions of dollars doing it and it's your team, you're going to boo the guy? You're going to tell me stupid? A certain, you know, uh, radio hosts are going out talking about the ultimate millennials, you know, move by just quitting? This dude didn't just quit. This dude's been rehabbing over and over and over and over and over again because of the love of the game he has football. But in the essence of everything else, he was about to lose his family. His wife wasn't happy with him. You know, it's like his brain was starting to be affected. His body shot. And he gave up everything. Gave his all. Put it all out on the football field for people that didn't appreciate it. So I'm calling you out, Indianapolis. I think y'all suck for what you did. I think it sucks that you booed the man off. I think it sucks that you guys just, just go off on this guy that he's retiring. 
I give kudos to Andrew Luck. He's doing the best thing he can for himself and his family. And if it means walking away from millions, because you know what? Money can't keep you warm at night. Money can't give you the love that you expect. It can make you happy temporarily, but it can't give you everything you want in life. I'm sorry. You can have millions of dollars, but if no one loves you, what are you going to do? Buy love? It's temporary because they want something from you. So, Andrew Luck, I give you props for doing what you did, getting out when you got out. And to all the fans that booed that man in Indianapolis as he walked off the field and all these people burning jerseys on their Instagram accounts and Twitter and Facebook, y'all suck. Y'all can kiss my ass. and Y'all ain't no real fans. Y'all the same idiots where, I can't believe that he did this. Really? Well, why don't you fall down from a roof and break your back in two places and then you have to rehab, but you don't want to go, go and do roofing no more because of your back and all your injuries. And you got the nerve to tell some guy that he shouldn't be doing what he did? Come on, man. Seriously. Seriously. These people are human. Football, NBA players, baseball players are human beings. So do yourself a favor. Just for once, get out of your stupid fantasy games, fantasy football, basketball, baseball. Put your head up and look out and say, man, this guy is really human. He bleeds like us. Yeah, he's more rich or whatever, but maybe he's doing the right thing. Stop being selfish and stop being an ass for saying, oh, I can't believe he left the game. You're wrong for that. And to anybody that disagrees with me, kiss my entire ass because I don't care. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All right, so off of the sports now. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm going to have my sports fix plenty starting September 8th. Hit up that 5 northbulls.com for your ride up to 5 North. If you're in San Diego, go see your Bolts play in Indianapolis without Andrew Luck. Sorry to say. But I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to talk to my nice people. My nice people that are available to everybody 24-7, 365, 52 weeks a year. That are willing to give a dollar, the last dollar out their pocket. Get the shirt off their back. Stop what they're doing so they can help somebody in time of need, if they need advice, if they need a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. Yes, you is, you're the person I'm talking to right now because I'm that person as well. I realized on another long ride home, it's these, ride homes, these rides home from San Diego to L.A. that I start thinking about stuff. I know very much in the past, the present, Probably the future, because that's just my DNA. There's a, there's a certain amount of people in this world that um, love to be loved and love to be wanted or love to be, you know, feel like they're helping, you know, helping people in time of need, helping a friend out, trying to be that good friend that, you know, everybody loves, trying to show the love you want back. And I'm going to tell you nice people something because I had an epiphany as I'm driving up the coast, all right? I'm one of these people that I've said millions of times to everyone, hey, man, if you need me, you got my number, call me. I'm up all night long, seriously. You could wake me up and call me. Hey, man, you know, if you ain't doing nothing, let me know, man. I got you. Let's go to dinner. Let's go have fun. Let's talk. I'm here for you. 
hey man, you know that 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 girl, she ain't she ain't nothing, man. You know you shouldn't you shouldn't take that. I'm here for you. Let me talk to you. Listen to me. Hey, look, you give that love because you want that love back. But I learned a saying that uh, that I read somewhere that there's a woman that's driving a car. She sees a snake, er, stops, pumps the brakes, gets out the car, rescues the snake. You know, because she's nice. She's a nice person. And when she picks up that snake, whap, that snake bites her right in the arm. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to make sure you're okay. Woman, I'm a snake. That's what I do. Sorry that you're trying to be nice. I just bite people. Here's the thing, nice people. Not everybody's going to do the things you do. So you open yourself up. To a lot. You open yourself up to disappointment. You open yourself up to being rejected. You open yourself up to hurt. You open yourself up to heartbreak. It does happen. And I'm slowly becoming that person that's not the 24-7, 365, 52 weeks a year person because you will get hurt by it. It doesn't matter if you're married to them. It doesn't matter if you're best friends with them. It doesn't matter if you just met them two weeks ago at work. The problem with nice people is they're always available. The problem with nice people is they do everything and drop everything for the sake of wanting to help. Some of that might be, I don't know, low self-esteem. Some of that may be they just love to help and they get a high off of it. But to those that talk to nice people, be kind to the nice people. (laughs) Nice people are just trying to do something for you. Nice people just want to love and be loved. And to you nice people, stop being so damn nice. You know why? Because you're going to get your ass bit in the end. And it sucks because I've received it and I've gotten it. And it comes a time where it's like, oh, well, they're going to do it because they're nice. Oh, they're going to pick up the phone because I know they'll pick it up and they'll talk to me. People get that mentality because you're nice and they know you're nice and they know they can talk to you anytime and they can tell you things all the time and you know, but when it comes time to you, sometimes, oh, sorry, man, I got to go. Oh, you know, I'm busy. It, it happens. So, nice people, listen to me. Listen to a recovering nice person that's learning to not be available all the time. People don't care what you're going through half the time, and the other half just want to gossip about it. Okay? Take your time to learn about you. Eventually, those people will say, damn, you know, maybe my nice person that I go to needs me once in a while. They'll be around. The real ones will be around when you need them, and they will stop and do things for you. But you got to look out for the ones that always drain you, always take stuff from you, always want your attention, always want your phone calls. Don't mind if they go out to dinner with you and drain you with their bullshit, okay? Nice people. Do yourself a favor and close up once in a while. You will thank me later because I was always the, oh, I need love because I wasn't getting love in certain areas. I wasn't getting love at home. I wasn't getting love with certain friends, you know, whatever. So I try to be nice. Oh, I want to be nice to everybody. Because that's who I am. I was raised that way. I was raised to help your people, raised to help others, raised to be there. But there's a point where you can't be there for people, everybody all the time, because they say you cannot pour from an empty pitcher because... If you try, there's nothing there. You can't give. You give everybody your all, and you're left with nothing. And you got to deal with it by yourself and replenish. And it's not easy. 
So, you know, I'm saying this, I mean, I've been through it, but there's certain people out there that this goes out to y'all. Um, do yourself a favor and don't worry about being so damn nice all the time. Because eventually, you got to look out for yourself, and it's just that way. <sighs> I'm drained, man. I'm drained. I know this was kind of a serious podcast like the whole time. I wasn't all joking or whatnot, but sometimes I'm going to be serious. It's going to happen. Um, but the Big Brother Jake podcast, I don't know if y'all dug the new open. I can go back to the old one, but, you know, just trying some things out, having fun, throwing stuff against walls, sticking, see what it sticks, you know. But uh promise to be more, <laughs> more entertaining next time and more, you know, happy. Um, but I have some things to address and get off my chest, but I'm glad you tuned into the Big Brother Jake podcast this week. Um, please be careful if you're buying chicken and staying in that line. Don't be a sheep, man. Like, the prices will go down and the lines will open up once the hype is down. It's really not that serious. Go to the beach, go have fun, go play sports, go be with your kids, be with your homies, go have dinner with people that you love. Don't stand in no three-hour line for chicken, all right? All my podcasts and, you know, podcasters, future podcasters, small business people, keep your head up. Keep your head up. Stay strong. Don't worry about likes and comments from the people you love the most. Yes, it sucks when you see that they don't like something, but they'll like another, you know, status from somebody else. And it's like, that hurts. I get it. I get it. But that's not who your target audience is. Okay. And that goes for my podcasters. That goes for my my, uh, musical artists. That goes for my you know, visual artists. That goes for all the people trying to do these, you know, YouTube shows and whatever. People aren't going to like everything you put up. 90% of it, you won't see their name under a comment. You see no comments from them and no likes. You you just won't. And yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it sucks. But that's just how it is. All right? And I just, I, I, I get it. But keep striving. Keep going hard. And do your best. And be true to yourself. And everything will be okay. Now, I'm going to turn off this microphone because I've talked a hell of a lot. You can hear it in my voice. And next week, I will be a hell of a lot more amped. <laughs> it was a long week. You know, I'm human. There's things I go through. And I had a rough week. So I'm a little tired. But I had to do a podcast. And I'm trying not to uh, skip like I have been in the past. I'm trying to do at least one a week. Yeah, I got spoiled and got two last week because we had to do it. Or two the week before, one last week. And uh, there'll be a lot more. A lot more guests working on some stuff. So anyways, I'm done talking. Tired. Sorry. Keep rambling on. Till next year. Next year. <laughs> Until next week, I say to my beloved listeners in all 37 countries. And Canada. And Boston. I say to y'all. Who's? You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.